Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you today. Uh, if you missed our first segment today, new polling out today from the Deseret News and Hinckley Institute of Politics on the fourth congressional race between Representative Ben McAdams and Burgess Owen. And uh, it is a nail biter. It is a one point difference at the moment, clearly inside the margin of error. Uh, but a slight shift from uh, a month ago in our last poll. Uh, and so Burgess Owens now leads by a single point. And it really is going to come down to voter turnout. And the, the models really do suggest if it's a strong Democratic turnout, uh, Representative McAdams will, will win uh, with about a five-point margin. If Republicans uh, come out uh, in a strong showing, uh, then uh, Burgess Owens will win by a couple of points. So a lot going on, a lot to happen. Uh, you can go to Deseret.com and uh, check that out. A great article there by Lisa Riley Roche today, uh, breaking down the numbers and giving you some insight and analysis there as well. Uh, thrilled to have join us on the program today, Miles Hansen, President and CEO of World Trade Center Utah. Uh, Miles, thanks for joining us today. Boy, it's always a pleasure. Appreciate you having me on. Uh, this is great, and I'm I'm excited. When you texted me last week and said, "Hey, we've got some cool stuff coming," uh, my eyes got big, my ears got big. Uh, it's like we got to we have to talk about this, uh, and so uh, <laughs> I'm going to let you do the uh, do the tee up. We know. Uh, we have a uh, a big event coming up, the Utah Economic and Energy Summit. Uh, and as part of that, uh, Richard Haas, the president of the Council of Foreign Relations, uh, is uh, delivering that keynote address. And uh, you had a chance to sit down and chat with him. So just for our listeners, just give us a, a, a brief uh, tee up in terms of the Utah Economic and Energy Summit and then uh, introduce those who may not be familiar uh, with Richard. Yep, Absolutely. So the Utah Economic and Energy Summit is happening October 26th, full-day event. Um, people can go if they're interested. Go to WTCUtah.com. You can get a link there. You can go and get tickets. Uh, you can also get a $25 discount. It's in person with strict physical distancing uh, measures in place, as well as online. And so anybody listening today, I uh, highly encourage you to go check out the agenda, get on there, register, because this is going to be the top economic and industry event here in the state of Utah in 2020 and what a year 2020 has been. Um, this year, we have some phenomenal partners on the event. Of course, this is Governor Herbert's uh, big event. This is a, a focus on, on him. He gives his second most important speech every year at the Economic and Energy Summit. He, of course, he's got the state of the state. And then his, his economic speech uh, every year is at this event. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Cox will be speaking as well. And this event is pulled together with key uh, government and business and industry leaders across the state 
And so we partner with the Governor's Office of Economic Development, the Governor's Office on Energy Development, of course, World Trade Center Utah is involved in the Salt Lake Chamber. And it really is an opportunity to bring key government, business, industry, policy experts together to discuss what's happening in Utah's economy, to set the course, you know, what does the next year look like, and then to provide training to, you know, individual companies or individual Utahns to come and get some inside uh, perspectives on what's happening out there in the economy. Uh, this year, we have a phenomenal lineup. We've got the ambassadors of Canada and Mexico. They're going to be uh, participate talking about what USMCA means for Utah and Utah companies. We've got Joel Peterson with Peterson Partners, you know, talking about the art of launching new ventures. You know, a, a serial entrepreneur, one of the best investment funds in the state of Utah. He'll be helping our entrepreneurs uh, understand how they can grow. Karen Duffin, who's a host of NPR's Planet Money. And, of course, uh, Boyd, you mentioned Richard Haas, who is the president of the Council on Foreign Relations. Now, the Council on Foreign Relations, CFR, they are the, the premier think tank and organization in the world on foreign policy and national security issues. Richard Haas has been leading it for 18 years. He's been, you know, if you rank the top, top five thought leaders in the world on global affairs and national security, Richard would be in everybody's top five. So a phenomenal expert. Um, he is somebody who has deep experience working in government, uh, particularly with Republican administrations. Uh, he worked very closely with George H.W. Bush. Um, and Richard was responsible for building the coalition that then went into Kuwait to kick out uh, Saddam Hussein back in the Persian Gulf War. He also worked closely with Colin Powell, with Brent Scowcroft. So he is a person, like Teddy Roosevelt talked about, a person in the arena. Uh, Richard has a long career of being in the arena. And so it was a, a pleasure to, to spend some time with him late last week to talk through what's happening in the world, to get his perspective on some of these leaders that he's had opportunity to work with, yeah. And from a policy perspective, to get his thoughts on, on how we move forward as a country. All right. I want to jump right into some of that uh, and play just a little bit uh, of your interview with Richard, uh, talking about some of the things uh, he has for the, the country, what we need to do, some uh, critical advice, how do we heal our division. Uh, so here's just a, a quick clip from uh, Richard Haas' uh, interview with Miles Hansen from World Trade Center Utah as part of this Economic Energy Forum. And I think the real lesson from the last few years is uh, we shouldn't just assume that the resilience and robustness of our democracy is a uh, is a given. No, I, I don't know what's going to be the configuration of the Senate, much less the occupant of the White House and so forth. You can choose a lot when you run for president. You can choose your running mate. If you win, you can choose your cabinet. The only thing you can't choose is your inbox. And the one thing we all know is the inbox of whoever is the occupant of the Oval Office come January. That inbox is going to be daunting. We can't even succeed as a country if we don't begin to heal some of our internal divisions. We can't be effective in the world if we're divided at home. We won't set a good example for the world. We have got to revive our economy. We've got to deal with inequality. We've got to make opportunity a reality rather than just a slogan. We've got to improve our public schools, our infrastructure, our immigration system. It's a long list. None of these things will get done if we are politically divided. We've got to somehow figure out how to uh, generate, once again, a, a spirit of a degree of compromise. I'm not talking about compromising your basic principles, but you never get 100%. We have got to build a, a, a willingness and an ability to compromise and politically live despite compromising if we're going to address these these national concerns which uh, are not getting better uh, on their own drift is very rarely a successful strategy 
And it, at the moment, I think we are paying the price that we've not tackled a lot of our, our growing domestic challenges now for, for way too long. Again, that is uh, Richard Haas uh, in an interview with uh, Miles Hansen. Miles is on the line with us. And, uh, Miles, we're going to jump to a, a quick commercial break. But I love the fact how he said uh, most of these big problems are not going to happen by drift. <laughs> we're not going to drift our way to these. It does take some leadership. And uh, we're going to break that down. Stay with us. After the break, we're going to come back and share a couple more segments of Miles' conversation with Richard Haas, the president of the Council of For- Foreign Relations, uh, as part of the Utah Economic and Energy Summit coming up here on the 26. So stay with us. Uh, There's uh, much, much more to come here on Inside Sources today. Stay with us. We'll be right back. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Sources. Inside Sources, Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News, and as always, we're trying to help you divide the rage from the reason and elevate the conversation. We always want you to help us do that on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line at 57500. Uh, if you're just joining us, so we've got Miles Hansen, the CEO of World Trade Center Utah, on the line with us. And, Miles, thanks for carving out a little time on a Monday. Absolutely, Boyd. It's always, it's always a lot of fun to spend some time with you and talk through the issues. <laughs> Well, we've been we've been talking about this uh, great Utah Economic and Energy Summit coming up on October 26th, and uh, Richard Haas, uh, among many uh, great speakers you've got coming there. Uh, Richard is the president of the Council of Foreign Relations and uh, just one of the great uh, minds in the country. And I wanted to jump uh, now to uh, part of the interview uh, you conducted with Richard Haas, and uh, you and I often uh, go back and forth about Utah really being positioned to be this. Uh, not just a crossroads to the West, but a crossroads to the world. And you actually kind of frame that question to Richard Haas of uh, what should the rest of the world really be learning from the state of Utah? Let's take a listen and I'll get your uh, reaction, Miles. That often at yep. the state and urban and local level, you can accomplish things that you can't at the national level. And part, I think, is because people working at the state and local level are often held more accountable. But at some point, how would I put it? It's not enough. Uh, Utah can't run its own foreign policy. Utah can't do certain things of scale. And that's why we still need effectiveness at the national at the national level. Um, you know, it was once said by a former Supreme Court justice, it might have been Justice Brandeis, that the states are laboratories of democracy. And it's the states where often you see social innovation and public policy innovation. And I think that's probably right. 
But then what we really want to see are those innovations that, say, Utah demonstrates. We want to see them get on the highway and go and have other states or better yet, the federal government pick up on them, because that's the only way to operate at scale in a country of 325 uh, million people. I think we still desperately need to, to fix Washington, as important as it is that states and cities uh, you know, do what it is they can. So, Miles, what were some of the things that you took away from that uh, that interaction with Richard Haas? Yeah, you know, uh, Boyd, Richard was very consistent on his concern about the divisiveness in Washington. And throughout the interview, he referred to Washington being broken. And really what I was looking at is that if we're going to continue as a country to project our positive power around the world, we need to tend to the base. We need to look at the foundation of our country and the domestic ills that we are fighting through and working on. And so in that context, there is no substitute for Washington getting its act together and being able to, to, to handle these big national issues and to, to represent the United States and Americans internationally. But he clearly recognized that here in our system, this laboratory of democracy, the Utah has a lot that we can show the country and the world thanks to the highly collaborative way that we come together to get things done. It's when he talked about, you know, taking, uh, taking our solutions on the, on the road and, and sharing them across the country and around the world. That, to be honest, boy, is the most motivating thing I have at World Trade Center Utah is the opportunity that we have to help showcase Utah and Utah solutions, the Utah way of getting things done across the country and around the world. And I truly believe that as we do that and we do it well, that, that can have a positive effect on the rest of the country, and we can help Washington see how you can come around, come together to, uh, to work on difficult issues like immigration, like air quality, like the environment, like tariffs and trade issues. And here in Utah, we have a wonderful way of striking a balance and taking a pragmatic approach to things. And that's something that I think Rich recognized throughout yeah. the interview, and that clearly we're in need of in Washington. Yeah, it's, it's so good. We're going to go to it. This is a little longer segment, but it's, it's so good. I, ca- I can't not play this. <laughs> uh, you, you asked Richard uh, what really should be in the presidential inbox, and his answer is just fascinating. So we're going to play this uh, three things uh, Richard Haas feels should be the priorities in any presidential inbox. So let me just give you three broad stroke issues. One is how are, how are we going to deal with return of great power rivalry? Well, we have a toxic relationship often with Russia and increasingly friction-defined relationship with China. How are we going to be able to figure out how do we push back with either where we must, yet still preserve the possibility of limited cooperation? Secondly, it's all these global issues, public, uh, global public health, infectious disease. How do we deal with uh, proliferation? Uh, how do we essentially repair the global trading uh, system? How do we try to regulate uh, the cyber uh, domain? It's a, it's a long list, terrorism and so forth. But in every one of these areas, there's a pretty healthy gap or unhealthy gap between the scale of the global challenge and the scale of the uh, arrangements in place. And as we were talking about before, if you can't fix it with a single institution, a global uh, universal institution that resembles the General Assembly, what can we do? What can we do with uh, more selective multilateral initiatives to try to narrow the gap between these global challenges uh, and, and responses? Thirdly, we're going to figure out, have to figure out how to do all these things against the backdrop of a country in, in difficult straits. And how is it we tend to our domestic ills 
without though turning our backs on the world. We don't have that luxury. The whole lesson of, of COVID in some ways is what happened in Wuhan didn't stay there. Nothing stays local for long. So we can't basically go to the world and say, hey, we need a few years, we Americans, to sort ourselves out. Give us a little bit of time. We'll fix ourselves. Then we're going to come back. History doesn't work that way. Oh, man, so much we could unpack there. Uh, but, Miles, again, as you were interviewing Richard Haas, president of the Council of Foreign Affairs, uh, what was your key takeaway uh, from that in terms of what we should be doing, where we should be going? That's right. I think one is recognizing that in the world we should expect to see more conflict, more competition, this, this great power rivalry that he talked about. At the same time, we see these increasingly uh, complex global challenges that require an increased amount of coordination. At the same time, we're going to see increased uh, competition. And then three, uh, a belief in Richard's part that the United States of America can strike this balance. We can figure out how to lead out to get more coordination despite increased competition. But to do that, we need to be unified. We need to come together as a country. We need to solve these domestic issues. And if we do that, you know, the future is bright. But if we don't, then it's going to be a, a complicated world out there. It's going to make it more difficult for our companies to go out there and compete and win in, in the global marketplace. Oh, great, great insight and a fantastic interview, Miles. And uh, again, if you're just joining us, uh, we've got Miles Hansen, president and CEO of World Trade Center Utah. Uh, we have a, a big event coming up on the 26th of October, the Utah Economic and Energy Summit. And as part of that, uh, Miles is in an interview with Richard Haas, president of the Council of Foreign Relations. Uh, and I'm telling you, just listening to just Richard, there's so many other things that are going to happen at the event. Uh, but Richard Haas in and of himself, uh, great insight from leadership lessons he learned from Colin Powell and uh, George a uh, W. Bush and and others. And, and just so many wonderful pieces there and, and so many great things that apply uh, to business leaders, community leaders and uh, everybody here in the state of Utah and across the country. Uh, Miles, thanks again for joining us today. We look forward to the event uh, coming up on the 26th. Thanks, Floyd. I appreciate it. Have a great day. All right. Again, that's uh, Miles Hansen from World Trade Center, Utah. Always appreciate his insight. And he is bringing some great people to the state of Utah. Uh, and Utah really is positioned to be, uh, again, not just a crossroads to the West, uh, a crossroads to the world. And people everywhere are recognizing that. They're looking at it. And that's why they're willing to come and, t and speak here uh, and to address the issues that are important to the uh, people here in the state of Utah. All right, we'll go ahead and step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to break it down. You should have a ballot in your in your mailbox. Uh, let's talk about why that matters and what you should do with it. Coming up next on KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.